Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. So we're doing a sermon series called Greater Things, and last week we talked about greater things uh, begin with an invitation, and we reflected on the um, Philip and Nathaniel story with Jesus when he invited them to come and see. And I hope and pray this week that, that, that you took that study guide home and, and you worked through it and, and maybe you made the invitation to the one to three people I asked you to think about inviting the church on Sunday. Or maybe you just even stepped out and said, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. What's going on? That invitation to come and see is important uh, because you have to have the invitation to move on to greater things. You, it, it, it's just kind of needs that come and see moment this week we're going to talk about how greater things uh, need trust trust that god is going to be there just like those little kids you know when i when i asked them in the children's moment if i were to stand right here and to fall forward would they catch me Uh, i don't have much trust that they would catch me either nor do i want to crush any little children uh, in the midst of doing a children's moment but when we have our full trust in god we can fall forward and God will be there to catch us. It may not be perfect. It may not be, you know, this nice, fluffy pillow kind of landing. It may be a little bit hard, but know this. God is with us. We are not alone. And God all wants from us is trust. And then next week, we're going to invite you back and we'd love to, to have you come be with us. And we're going to talk about what does it mean to be available, to go where needed, and to do what we can. And those things can lead to even greater things. And so I invite you in to these greater things, to where God may be calling you. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, as the scripture is read, May it pierce our hearts. As the scriptures meditated on, may those words be your words. And Lord, as we continue to wrestle, what are these greater things that you are calling us to help us be centered and focused upon you? Lord, be with us in this time and this place. In your name we pray. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from that good old book, Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. I really wanted to play a game with you all and do the, um, is this a proverb or is this something else? But we'll do that at another time in another event, just to see how well you know your book of Proverbs. But Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own intelligence. Know him in all your paths, and he will keep your ways straight. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. The Hebrew word for trust is batak. It could mean to trust, to trust in. It could mean to have confidence or to be confident. It could mean to be bold or to be secure. And as we think about that, as we think about these greater things that God calls us to do, um, we can think that, that to trust in the Lord with all your heart calls us 
Notice it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It doesn't give a percentage. It doesn't give an arbitrary, well, part of the time, half the time, quarter of the time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That trust, if if we have our trust in God, he will make our paths straight. But notice it doesn't say smooth. I think far too often when we assume that when we give our life to God and everything will be nice and and fluffy animals and, and nice, straight, smooth roads, but in all honesty, the life and journey of faith that we live in is like traveling in Oklahoma roads. They're bumpy, there's holes, and you know sometimes the lines just aren't going to be there. But we have to trust that people do what they're supposed to do and stay on the right lanes. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But we have to have the trust in God to do those greater things that God is calling us to. See, I reminded you last week that God's not done with us yet. We're not sitting in heaven. We, we have work to do. God is calling us to be the light into this world because it needs to see what trust and faith look like. There are people that need you in their lives to know what God's faithfulness looks like. I love this line from Martin Luther King Jr. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. How often do we not do things that God is calling us to do because we're so afraid to take that first step? How often are are we so timid to do what God is calling us to do because we can't see the whole picture? How often are we so afraid to, to live in the way that God is calling us because it's not as clear as we'd like it to be. Because, I mean, let's be honest. It would be great if God just downloaded to us the plan. It would be great if God just said, okay, here is your life for the next 35 years, in detail, to the T, but it doesn't work that way. We have to trust that in every step and every breath that we take, that God is with us, and that no matter what, in the end, that God was there. To show us what his love looked like. And we look forward to that time in the end when God says, good and faithful servant, come and rest. But until that time, we still have work to do. And your age is no, like, you can't say I'm too old. Or I've done done it too much. We have to trust in God that, that this will be the thing that we are called to. The second part there, to have confidence or be confident, that trust takes that confidence. We have to have that confidence that God is there. And, you know, for eons, we have this book called the Bible of how God has never given up on us. Even when we've turned away and we haven't lived faithful lives, God has still been there saying, hey, I'm right here for you. Even when we were so off course he sent Jesus to show us the way, the truth, and the life to bring us back in the center with God and to show us what confidence in him was, being with Jesus, walking with him. John Ortberg, famous preacher, tells this story. He said, a few weeks ago, I was out surfing. He lives in California. He can do those things. 
There was no one else in the water except for this huge guy practicing martial arts on the beach. After I'd been out surfing for a little while, a tiny wisp of a kid came paddling out of nowhere. I couldn't believe he was out there by himself. He pulled up his little board right next to mine. He was so small, he hardly needed a board. He could have stood up in the ocean on a frisbee. He told me his name was Shane. Shane asked me how long had I been surfing. I asked him how long had he been surfing. Shane replied, seven years. So I asked him, how old are you? He said, eight. (laughs) Then he said, what I like about surfing is that it's so peaceful. You meet a lot of nice people here. We talked a little while longer. Then I asked him, how did you get here, Shane? My dad brought me, he said. Then he turned around and waved at the nearly empty beach at the Goliath doing martial arts, waved back at him. Hi, son, he called out. Then I knew why Shane was so at home in the ocean. It wasn't his size. It wasn't his skill. It was who, he was, it was who was sitting on the beach. His father always watching. And his father's very big. Shane wasn't really alone at all, and neither are we. We have to have that confidence that our Father is sitting on the beach, watching us, guiding us, making sure that it's okay, that those waves of life, that we will be okay, even in the midst of those storms and craziness, that we'll be okay. And our Father sitting on the beach saying, Hello, it's me, you're okay. And talk us out of those, those troubled times. You, you know what it's like to, to, to do those things and, and to have that presence in your life to, to help you out of those moments. I remember the first time I went kneeboarding and, and, and I wrecked the kneeboard pretty bad and, and I started to panic. And, and the first words out of my friend's uh, boat was, don't panic. Easier said than done when you feel like you're drowning. I flipped over and, and did things you're not supposed to do at my inexperienced level. And I panicked. And hearing those words, don't panic, weren't really comforting, but they were guiding. And they were centering. And they helped me survive. We need that confidence, and God's going to be right there on the beach waiting for us. One of the other, the other things is to be bold. Trust means to be bold. To be bold in the Lord with all your heart. Imagine that, to be bold in the Lord with all your heart. Sometimes that calls us to those un-kind of scary places. For an introvert, church is scary. Lots of people are scary. This terrifies me. My face doesn't show it. My insides show it. I get nervous. I get worked up. But I trust in the Lord. That he'll give me the words to say. I trust in the Lord that everything will be all right. And sometimes I have to take a deep breath and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this. And I think we need to, too. I think sometimes we need to be bold. I, I, I think far too often we're willing to put up excuses. I think far too often we're willing to say, we don't have what it takes, but when you really do, because God called you. To be bold means to live a life full of trust 
that God will be right there to catch you. Even if you fail. Because when you fall, you know what God's going to tell you? Dust yourself off. It will be all right. So you messed up. It's okay. I'm right here. It will be okay. That boldness that we need in God to to be there, to always be with us, can be life-giving, life-affirming. And sometimes it calls us to scary places. I can't tell you the number of times I've had to tell Ashley, trust me, God is calling us to do this. And sometimes that's, those words are not for her to hear. Those are for me to hear because I'm scared. I am not wanting to do what God is calling us to do. But those words of trust can give us comfort and give us hope. Trust can also mean to be secure. And there's some security in that. When we secure our lives in the Lord with all of our heart, when we secure our lives in the Lord with all of our hearts, it's amazing what we can do. It's amazing how our lives become centered and focused upon God when we trust Him and that security that will be there if we fall. He will be there to catch us. He's on the beach waiting for us. That security that God has never given up on us, no matter what we've done, God still loves us. That is a security that nobody can guarantee other than God. Famous modern hymn writer, Twyla Paris, has this great line. She says, We human beings are so security-oriented, whether it's conscious or not, we all need and want security in our lives. From the time we are born, we are clinging to something. That's okay. But we've got to cling to the right thing. When we're holding on to Jesus, that's when we're holding on to the real hope. If we center our lives and trust in the Lord, that security will be there. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen to you. I don't preach that kind of gospel. I have an understanding that when we're faithful to God, sometimes things are going to happen. Have you read the book of Job? You will, after we finish forgiveness, we're going to do a sermon series on the book of Job. But it reminds us, even in the midst of things, as we're sitting in in the struggles of life, that if we hold on to Jesus, that's the security blanket that will never go away. That's the security of a life with a future of hope that will be there. Trust in God leads to greater things. If you don't believe me, read your Bibles. You don't think those disciples trusted Jesus? You think that they were stepping out on faith when Jesus walked up to them and said, Hey, come and follow me. That's what trust looks like. None of the disciples say, Well, Jesus, let me check with my family. Let me make sure my finances are in order. Let me make sure that the the stars and the sun and the moon are aligned so I can do this. They trust in the Lord with all their heart. And they do great things. When we trust in God, this leads to greater things. So are you ready? 
Are you ready to be secure? Are you ready to be bold? Are you ready to have confidence? Are you ready to have trust? When you do, God will use you to do greater things. But remember, greater things don't have to mean big, audacious, huge things that people will know. And greater things may be as small as a mustard seed. God is calling all of us. Do we trust him? Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And you can find out more information about us by going online at tahlequahumc.org.